Hi guys, and welcome to episode 59 of the Optical View Podcast. Today I have on Thomas Mandra. Thomas is a Muay Thai specialist and pro Muay Thai fighter. Such an incredible guy, incredible human, and an even better fighter. Wonderful person. I had a great talk. I hope you guys enjoy this. I'm sure we'll have a follow-up episode with Thomas in the future. Hope you guys enjoy this. I'll see you guys in the next one. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Optical View Podcast. I'm super excited for today's guest. How's it going, Thomas? Uh, It's going good. I just finished training. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. Now, before we get into some of the juicy stuff, I have a couple quick rapid-fire questions for you here. All right. Favorite genre of music? Uh, Hip-hop. What is your favorite thing about yourself? My discipline. What is the best gift that you've ever received? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, uh, I got help with my parents helped me out a bit buying my first car. So that was probably one of the best ones. I'm going to flip the question around now. What's the best gift that you think you've ever gave? Uh, uh, I don't even know about that one, to be honest. Maybe... Oh, when my dad first moved out, I helped him out with a bunch of furniture and stuff. So probably that, just helping somebody move in. But I love it. Do you have a favorite quote? And if you do, what is it? Uh, probably not. Like, I don't know if I have a favorite. I like a bunch. But one of them's uh Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, I love that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If a movie ever gets made about you, who would you want to play you in the movie? Oh, these are tough questions. Um, who would I want to you know, I would go with... Uh, I'll go with... Uh, if somehow we could look younger, Brad Pitt. Okay, okay. <laughs> do you have any tattoos? If you do, what's your favorite? If you don't, would you ever consider getting one? I got no tats, but funny that you asked this. I want to go to Thailand. I don't know if you ever seen like Sakyant, like the Thai tattoos. Okay. Yep. Um, like if you you know Matt, the coach at Cal Summit. Yeah, yeah. He has Sakyant on his back. If you've seen his back tattoos. Nice. Um, yeah. it's yeah, it's like the stick and poke. Like I, I'm gonna when I go to Thailand, I'm gonna get a tattoo like that. That'd be sick, man. Yeah, That'd yeah. Here we go. Moving on to this or that. Two options. You gotta pick one of them. Podcast or audiobook? Definitely podcast. Hot or cold weather? Hot. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Coffee or tea person? Uh, coffee. Morning or night person? Uh, night. Tacos or burgers? This is a tough one. Burgers. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Soup or salad? Salad. Are you introverted or extroverted? Definitely introverted. Okay. And my personal favorite, pizza or pasta? 
pizza. Okay, that seems to be a common answer right there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too big of a pasta guy, so that's an easy one. All right, well, let's get into it. Who are you and what do you do? Hi, so I'm Thomas Mandra, a professional Muay Thai fighter. I'm also a personal trainer and coach at a few gyms over the, across the GTA. Um, mostly Muay Thai and kickboxing, but some boxing classes I teach. Um, and yeah, that's it. I love it, man. Now, how good does it feel to say pro Muay Thai fighter? Feels pretty good. I just went pro in March, so like literally two, three weeks ago. So I can finally say I've reached the goal of uh, becoming a professional athlete. Um, but there's still a long way to go, so. Yes, yes. Now, I want to touch a little bit on that journey, but let's let's start from the very beginning. How did you first get introduced to martial arts? I started boxing, like, pretty young. Like, my dad had me in boxing when I was, like, I would say eight or nine. I did it only for probably, like, a couple weeks to a month. Um, and then I quit for years. Like, I just didn't really, like, didn't really have the best, like, trainer. I didn't start at, like, the right place for me. So, I was just being a kid. Then I got back into Muay Thai probably, like, I was in grade eight, so 13 or 14. And then I just, from there, I just stuck to Muay Thai. I liked it better than boxing, all the knees, the elbows. Yeah, I went on to have my first fight in a few months. Um, liked it, so I stuck with it. I had about five fights when I was like 14 to 15. And then I quit for another like three, four years just because like life, a uh, bunch of stuff. I ended up getting kicked out of high school, a bunch of things. So um, got back into it at 18. I'm 23 now, so I've just been training for the last like five years super hard. Wow, that's incredible. Now I have to ask, when you got when you got kicked out of high school, was it because you were fighting? Yeah, yeah. I got kicked out of high school as I was fighting. Um Yeah, I went to Ajax High and I, like that the years I was there it was just wild. There was like fights every day. So I was like bound I was gonna be involved in one. Uh and then there was like zero tolerance at the time because that year, like we had crazy, crazy stories. Some kid got thrown through a window. Uh <laughs> Bunch of crazy shit happened at that high school. So uh, right when I was fighting, they just kicked me right out. So that happened. And then I had to like restart my whole grade 11 year. I was behind a year. and So I didn't really like pursue Muay Thai too much. And then also like the expense of it. I didn't really have the money for it. So um, yeah, that happened. And then eventually when I was 18, I started working more. I could afford it. I had more support. Then uh, I went back to it. Wow, that's that's a lot of perse- perseverance there to get back to something uh, that's that's typically so physically demanding on your body. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you train. Uh, do you just do Muay Thai or you do some jits? Uh, yeah, I do a little bit of everything myself. Oh, nice. So, yeah, you know the grind. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It, it, the toughest part is consistency, right? So Yeah, 100%. Keep going every day. Now take me through this this journey that that you said you were on of how you you know you were getting back into fighting when you were younger you took a break you're back in it how did this all kind of shape up to where you are in life now being a pro Muay Thai fighter Um yeah so I like I'm the youngest of 3 so I had two older brothers so I don't know if you have any brothers but you kind of know like you always fight with brothers Um so I was always kind of like fighting like, not, like, crazy, like, fist fights, but, like, we were always, like, fighting. I was, whatever, like, roughhousing. And so I always was kind of attracted to, yeah, yeah. So we're always fighting. And so I always kind of attracted to martial arts or, like, figuring out how to fight or, um, yeah, just, like, use, like, my physicality or my size, whatever my strengths and weaknesses are. So 
Um, from there, yeah, I was always attracted to fighting. My dad kind of pushed me into going to martial arts a bit. And then, yeah, I just didn't have, like, at certain times, I didn't have the most support. So it was, like, it's tough to figure out a ride to the gym and back or, um, like, have money for memberships or whatever. You know what I mean? This and that. So I kind of fell off here and there and went down, like, not the best path, just hanging out with the wrong people, partying um cutting class not going to school like fighting whatever I got involved in high school or like before um so then through all that realizing like that's not the right path for me like I did not feel satisfied just partying doing nothing working dead-end jobs fucking um just not really pursuing anything just kind of like living life day by day and getting by and then eventually my friend went to jiu-jitsu in Ajax, where I train at Ajax MMA. And he um, he seen my old coach. My old coach asked about me, and I was like, oh, okay, like, I feel bad. One, I kind of, like, ghosted everybody. I just kind of, like, stopped training after I got kicked out of school and did my own thing. So I was like, one, I owe these guys, like, an explanation and to go back and see the people that, like, trained me and were also, like, more, like, family, if anything. Um, so once I got back there, see my coach, like the vibe was there. I was like, all right, let's get back to work. So then we just started working. I was 18 then. I'm like I said, I'm 23 now. So it's been like five years of just constant training day in, day out. Wow. And was there a specific day that you knew that you wanted to be a fighter and to more importantly, be a pro fighter and try and pursue this as a career? Yeah, it was probably after my first sanctioned fight. Um, like I said, I had five fights when I was a kid, but they're all demos. So I'm not, I don't know if you know like the difference of demos and uh, sanctioned fights, but basically a demo is like a non, so it's non-sanctioned, and it's there's like there's no really winner at the end. Even if like you beat the guy up, like both your hands get raised. It's kind of like a prep for a real fight. Yeah. So I had five of those when I was a kid, but my first sanctioned when I was 18, I actually lost, and then um. That was like motivating. I was like, all right, if you're gonna do this and fight, like you, you're gonna have to take it seriously. So then, I started training hard, took some more fights, started winning, and then realized like, okay, I can actually do something with this. And then, yeah, I just kept it going from there. And then it became kind of like, let's see how far I can take it. To like, oh, now like I've put myself in a position where I'm a prof- professional athlete, professional fighter. It's like now it's the same goal, really see how far I can take it. But now it's like, okay, now we gotta like really plan and adjust and it kind of all fell into place it wasn't really like one day I was like oh I'm gonna do this it was kind of like I seen the path as it went on yes and you just mentioned you just had your pro debut in March how did that go uh like I wasn't the outcome I wanted I lost on points Uh, it was a close fight um some people thought I won but not gonna complain it's it was very close split decision um, that's fighting ups and downs, wins and losses. I just didn't really put it together in there, but it was good. If you uh, seen any of the clips on my Instagram, yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually know a few people that that they personally think you won when you mentioned that, right? Yeah, yeah. It was very close. Like, I'm not gonna complain because, like I said, it was so close that it's like, fuck, who really knows? But it's on me. Like, I should have won. I should have put it together. So I'm just gonna fix up, get back for the next one, and yeah, and just see and just yeah fix what the holes in my game I, a lot of things got uh exposed that i need to work on so that's what it is now i'm very curious on how you answer this how do you prepare 
or I guess the word is handle. How do you handle a loss versus handling a win? Uh, it's a good question. Um, I try to do my best to handle them both similarly, as in when I win, yeah, I'm happy I won, but I still try to look at the fight and realize what I did wrong or what the other guy executed well on me so that I can fix what I got to fix. Um, but with the loss, it's I guess I, d- I dive a little deeper into what went wrong. But I try to do my best to keep it both the same. If I win, if I lose, it doesn't matter. I'm back to training. I'm getting ready for the next one. Wow. And are you somebody that takes time off after fights? Uh, yeah, like I don't. So there's like a term fight camp. So a fight camp's typically like eight to ten weeks of like super hard training, sometimes twice a day strength and conditioning, spar, like everything. And then after a camp's done, after I fight, I still train like all throughout the year because I feel like I need to be exercising, need to be training for my mental health. Like I just, I find if I don't train for like a few days, I just don't feel the same. But I definitely like slow it down a bit. I let my body heal. I don't have to push as hard necessarily. And then after about a week, like right now, I'm back to training pretty hard. One, because I'm motivated, I lost, so I definitely want to just get back and train super hard, get better. But, um, yeah, I slow it down a bit, but no, I'm always training throughout the year. I find that's how I get always better, too, because the guys who take time off, like, I'm just putting hours in over them. Mm, Yes. And you kind of mentioned a little bit about this beforehand. I'm curious, what is your opinion on, on, I guess, the younger ages uh, all the way from, I guess, anything under the age of eighteen, fighting. Like, do you do you think there there's a, a higher risk for brain damage? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, if you're seventeen, sixteen, you can definitely crack each other. You ha- you're starting to get that like man strength. But uh, the kids who are under like thirteen, it's like it's not bad. Like, they don't really have the power to hurt each other. Um, and if they're wearing headgear and the chest armor like they usually wear like it's not too bad when i was fighting when i was a kid we had none of that i fought like no headgear uh like no no chest plate or whatever um but i i think it's like good if the kid wants to do it i don't like when people try to force people to fight like or like pressure them um but if the person the individual wants to do it i think it's good i mean it gets them ready and all the other countries all the other whatever provinces are fighting young. So if you're not taking fights when you're young, it's going to be tougher when you get older and these guys already have 20 fights and it's your first one, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you kind of touched on something that I wanted to move on a little bit later. I'm just going to jump to it now. Yeah. You know, with you now being pro, how many doors does this open in terms of training rooms? Because you're an amateur. It's almost like you can fight anybody from, from any gym, right? But now that you've turned pro, uh, there's a lot less people, I guess, per se, and a lot more people willing to, to let you win. Do you think that's that's a true statement? Uh, Yeah, like the thing about Muay Thai is and pro Muay Thai in Canada is like basically non-existent. Like the only thing, I had to go to Calgary to fight, and that's pretty much all. Like it's all in the West, Vancouver, Calgary, if you want to fight pro in Canada. So it's more go to the U.S. or go to Europe or Thailand. But, uh, I mean, it was about time. Like I... I was 14 and two as an amateur and I won, I was on 11, 10 or 11 fight win streak. So, uh, I couldn't find really much fights. And then 
once I turn pro, at least like there's guys who are like willing to take the fight because they're they've been doing this. It's their job, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it does it opens some doors, isn't it? it gives me more exposure for sure, fighting on bigger shows. But <clears throat> it does uh, it makes the opportunity harder to find an opponent because there's just less pros than there's amateur. Yes. Yes. Do you think that you know? possibly moving to a different place whether that's a province or a country is something that you might do in the future yeah um funny that you asked that i'm not gonna like permanently move there but i'm gonna go to thailand for a couple months this year uh just to train and immerse myself in the culture and fight out there and yeah see how far i can take it because thailand's really the place to be if you're gonna fight muay thai right yeah well yeah it's the origin right yeah exactly so (laughs) I think that's my next step to uh, level up my game is get out there, surround myself with these killers out there and and just learn, fight out there, get the experience. The experience. I know we're getting a little tight on time, so I'm trying to be a little bit quicker here with some of these questions. Um, yeah, all good. What is your opinion mm. on heart sparring? Are you somebody that, that has, you know, one heart sparring session a week or, or do you do more of a Thai style? Like you just... You know, kind of, we just talked about going to Thailand where they they spar just about every day, but it's more of a play style. Yeah. Um, me personally, if I'm not in fight camp, I'm kind of more playing. Like, uh, I, one, I only spar twice a week. So I do Tuesdays. Usually I'll go to either Cal Samrat on Tuesday evening or I get my guys in Ajax to work with me. And then I do Fridays. Um, I find anything over two days a week is a little rough depending the partners you have. If you have good training partners, you could probably do three days a week um, if you guys all go light. But the thing is, some guys, like my version of light is different than another guy's version of light, right? So uh, I find two days a week is good. Um, I do like Tuesdays. I do only like five, six rounds. And then Fridays, I do more like 10. Um, And then, yeah, two times a week gets my reaction going, but I don't really spar like crazy hard. Like I was saying, I have a good team where I can go fast. I can, I'll pick it up a bit <clears throat> to the legs and the body, but uh, we don't really hit the head too hard. Like, don't get me wrong. If you walk into a shot, you walk into a shot. Like you might get stung, but if you have good defense and you have good training partners who aren't trying to kill you, um, you can get by without getting crazy damage to your head um, if you have the great team, right? So about two days a week. For me, I don't really do that every day, but uh, I don't know if you know the term like flow sparring. Yep. Once in a while, I'll add some flow sparring in where we're literally just touching like bare hand, like literally just tapping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Like you said, right? It's working that reaction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And how does your training and your nutrition change if you're in camp versus out of camp? Um, my nutrition is pretty good out of camp so not much changes there maybe in camp like i have to pull some things back so if i'm getting close to the fight maybe i'm reducing like making sure i'm not taking any sugar in or i'm reducing um maybe like some carbs if it's getting really close to the fight but i usually don't change too much i eat pretty clean i like the way i feel if i have a good like uh diet or a good like base nutrition but my training definitely changes. Like I said, if I'm out of camp, I'm more kind of learning, having like fun with training, still training six times a week, but 
more like coming in, okay, coach wants to do this or my guys want to do that or I have this idea. As in when I'm in camp, everything is like scheduled out. It's like, okay, run at this time, lift weights at this time, train at this time, sparring's the next day. X, Y, and Z is all like marked out and scheduled when I'm in camp. Yes, yes. Okay. I absolutely love that answer. And last thing, where do you see yourself going uh, in terms for the future? Um, the goal, like the goal, the dream is getting a world title, whether it be in one championship, it be in WBC, um, some other promotions uh, in Thailand, in the stadiums. I'd love to get a belt over there. Like a, a legit world title is like the end goal. Like that's like when I would be like, okay, I became a world champion. Um, and I think it's possible. I'm 23. Um, and I was just in a tournament with a guy who had 271 wins. Um, and it was my 22nd fight. So like I've climbed so fast that I did hit a little bump in the road and I lost, but I didn't lose by much. Uh, a lot of people thought I won. So it's now I just got to go fix up, fix the holes in my game and just get right back to it. I have years in this game left. So hopefully in within the next five, maybe if it's a 10 year plan, I can be a world, uh, a world champion. Wow. I lied. That was the second last one before we move into the, <laughs> yeah, all good, bro. I gotta, I gotta know this, right? Uh, the nickname bulletproof. Yeah. From? Uh, my coach, when I was a kid named me bulletproof, uh, when I first started at the gym in Ajax, like it was all adults. Um, and I was kind of like a teen. So I, did, I was a little too old for the kids classes, but I was a little too young for the adults. But I, just, I would go to the adult class because I'd get better work there. And then one day I was like sparring all these guys and uh, they used to just beat the crap out of me because I was a kid. But um, eventually like I would like, I was doing pretty good. And then my coach seen me like, Everybody was done taking their gear off, and I'm like 14 years old. I'm like, yo, everybody's done. Like, I can't get an extra round. Like, why is everybody tired? And he's just like, yo, this kid's bulletproof. And then it just kind of stuck uh, from there. Nice, man. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to move to the closing questions here. I have three questions I ask every one of my guests. I'm super excited to hear your answers. The first question, what three qualities do you possess that make you successful? Um, okay. Three qualities. First one would be, like I said, my discipline at the beginning, I was saying that, um, I'm pretty good at telling myself what I got to do and then going and executing it and doing it. So disciplines one, two would be like my work ethic or like my, um, my strong mind. So like if I'm ever tasked with something or in a challenge, just like in fighting, like you're going to meet challenges, you're going to meet guys who are good, who are hitting you hard. Um, I'm usually pretty well at working around that and being strong and having a strong bulletproof mindset. And then the third, so I did work ethic, discipline. And the third would be my gratitude. I'd, I'd like to sit back and be like, wow, I've made it this far and be happy with where I am and appreciative of the opportunity I've had and the privilege I have to do this. Um, a lot of people, like I was saying, when I was younger, I didn't have the money or the resources to get to and from a gym um, or like even the support of somebody even believing in me to go pursue this. So I've had the privilege of having good coaches, um, amazing people that helped me out get to my goals. So yeah, those are the three things, work ethic, discipline, gratitude. 
I love that last one. I think uh, not enough people practice gratitude daily. Yeah, it's something I got to work on too. I can sit here and say like I do this and that, but it's easy to get in your head about shit, right? And be like, oh, this sucks, that sucks. But yeah, you got to sit back and realize like, fuck, we live in Canada, a place where we have freedom and, you know, you got to sit back and enjoy those little things. Yes, yes. If you could go back in time, what is something that you would tell your younger self? That's a good one. Um, definitely say like, keep it pushing and the things you're thinking that matter to you the most now, are, or at least the things that are stressing you out now aren't going to stress you in the future. So just keep it going, keep it pushing. Um, I find like the everyday little stresses of this and that are so minuscule. I love it. I love it. What is something you do every day that you are proud of? Definitely training and training people. Um, I feel like my job as a personal trainer is a super dope job. I get to help the community be healthier and show people martial arts. So every day I'm super happy and proud that I can uh, teach martial arts and be a part of the martial art community out here. Wow, incredible. Now, let's talk about where people can find you, where people can get a hold of you for this personal training. Are you open to the public? And uh, now is your time to plug all your social media. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, personal training available. Um, I can do at-home training or at the gym. I work at Najax or I work at uh, two different gyms in Toronto. One of them is Revolution MMA or Rev MMA. And then the other one is Toronto Striking Academy. Um, yeah, personal training is available there. You guys can come sign up, do the classes. My, uh, Instagram is Thomas Mandra. So that's at T H O M A S M A N D R A Thomas Mandra. Um, I don't really use too much other socials for my personal training or even personal life. So Instagram's where you'll find me. Awesome, man. Last thing. Do you have any questions for me? Uh, no, man. Uh, I hope I see you at Cal Simon soon. You should come to uh, evening classes. Yeah, yeah, man. Right now, it's it's just tight with work. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in I get the gym you. every day, dude. I'm in the gym every day. So. Okay, good. Sick, sick. Got to get it in there. <laughs> yeah, dope. You ever compete? Yeah, man. Yeah, I uh, I actually have a uh, competition, a fight, if you will, uh, this Saturday. Okay, what are you? You're fighting more tired, jujitsu. This is uh, MMA coming up here. Oh shit! You're fighting. Okay, bro. Sick. Yeah, yeah. How much yeah. fights do you have? Ooh, total? Yeah. Or just MMA? Total, I think I'm close to 11. Oh, you got 11? Yo, bro, you're experienced. That's dope, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting in there. I'm getting in there. That's awesome. Well, a... How about how about this? What's your goal on this? For fighting or for podcasting? Uh, let's go both. <laughs> well, for fighting, man, uh, it's, it's, such, um, it's such a tough sport to kind of make it professionally in terms of not being able to have another job. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Right? It, 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 you know, even if I could, you know, quit anything else and even just train people and, uh, you know, do personal training, I'm doing personal training now on the side as well Nice. and just fight. That would be something that I would love, you know, run classes, run personal training and, and get some fights in to me. That's living the dream. Yeah. But, yeah. 100%. Uh, but until then, you know, I'm just going to keep doing me, keep, uh, jumping as, in as many fights as I can 
Last year, I think I had about, I probably actually have more than 11 because last year I think I had about seven. Nice. I had about, nice. Yeah, I had about four of those to be fairly short notice. So awesome. So you're just ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's nice. I mean, this fight that I have coming up, it's probably the first actual fight camp I think I've had in at least three years, right? Probably before COVID. So nice. That's awesome, man. That's sick to hear. 11 fights here. Experience. Yo, if you ever have time, uh, I know you work the evenings, but uh, we spar in Ajax Friday nights if you ever want to come out. Friday nights. I'll keep that in mind, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, dude. Appreciate that. What time? Uh, we do seven. Yeah, okay, seven. All right, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you're a daytime guy. <laughs> well, I was hoping I, I get off a little bit earlier on Fridays. I get off at nine. Oh, okay. But, um, you know, I might be able to pull some strings here and there. But yeah, if you ever get a day off or whatever, just holla. Cheers, man. Thank you very much, and uh, you have a great night. Yeah, man, you too. I appreciate it. Also, guys, please don't forget, subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, anywhere you guys listen to your podcast. Make sure you guys get the updates on more episodes as well. Facebook page, Instagram, and now also, guys, super happy, finally got around on the bandwagon, TikTok. Yes, all those will be in the description below as well.